Welcome back to Unleashed at Work and Home, the podcast dedicated to helping pet professionals feel less stress and find more joy in their day-to-day lives. My name is Colleen Pilar, and I'm joined today by Lori Stevens, a dog trainer who does all the things. And when I asked her how to summarize what she did, the list got long, so I'm going to just toss it to her. So Lori, welcome, and tell us what you do. Well, first of all, I just want to tell you it's an honor to be on your podcast. It's a lovely podcast. So thank you very much for inviting me. Thank you for coming. I'm delighted to have you. You're welcome. Okay, so my certifications are in. I'm a certified professional dog trainer. I'm a behavior consultant in the IABC. I am a certified canine fitness trainer. And I'm a small animal massage practitioner. I'm a T-touch practitioner as well. And I specialize in aging. I specialize in fitness. I specialize in training and behavior. So kind of three prongs. Which is wonderful. And aging is the theme for our episode because who better to talk to about it than you? You have a particular focus on helping older dogs age well. Mm -hmm. So tell me a little bit about what attracted you to that. That's kind of interesting because I did my T-Touch training and I was seeing a vet with my own dog and she just kept saying to me, I was working full-time at the university, by the way, and University of Washington. And I would go to this vet and this vet would say, could you just get business cards made so I can send dogs to you? So eventually I did, and I just had this little bitty practice. And what was happening is because of my interest in movement and behavior, these senior dogs were getting better. And I can describe what I mean by better because that's a pretty you know, loose word there. And so she's just like, I'm going to send you all my senior dogs. <laughs> so she made my practice, not me. So I feel very, <laughs> very fortunate And then eventually I went part-time at the university for several years. And then eventually I retired from the University of Washington and made this my full-time career. Well, I saw one of your sessions at Clicker Expo about Mm -hmm. aging dogs. And, you know, as someone who has an aging dog sleeping behind me in the corner, came right home and did some of the exercises that you had talked about. Mm -hmm. And I was really conscious of the idea that we really want health, mobility, and engagement to be a part of our senior dog's lives. And we want that for ourselves too. That's really so important for us. And we don't always think about it. No, we don't. Yeah, it's super important. So uh, first, I just want to tell you that what I see with aging dogs that I think it all applies to people as well, in my view. But what I see in aging dogs is they start sleeping more, whether we have an additional aging dog or additional dog or additional cat, the aging dogs start sleeping more and more and more. And we think, maybe we think they need more sleep, right? They need Mm -hmm. to sleep more. I'll just leave them alone. Let them have their peaceful aging life. But what happens with that is the more you sleep, the more you sleep and the less engaged you are. Mm -hmm. And then eventually what happens is those dogs lose function and Mm -hmm. function. That's what I was talking about at Clicker Expo. Function is so incredibly important. It's important for your outlook on life, your confidence, your, I mean, if you can't go upstairs or if you can't get in the car anymore, if somebody has to lift you and you weigh 120 pounds, you know, you just start getting left behind 
And so the idea that we can do not a whole lot, I mean, it only takes about five to 15 minutes a day, you can strengthen your dog enough to engage their brain and engage their hind end muscles, which are what weaken because the their center of gravity is more forward. Most of their weight is on their front end. About mm-hmm. 65% is on the front end and the hind end just naturally gets weaker as the dogs age. And we can strengthen that hind end with some very simple exercises And then they gain that function back and they get more active and interested in life again. And what a spark of joy is, as my friend Kathy Sadeo says, you have all of a sudden, you have your, you know, this aging dog back involved in life again. And it's just a beautiful thing. Mm -hmm. And we want that spark of joy for everyone. Everyone would want that. So from the perspective of a human aging, Mm -hmm. what do you think that we need to do to maintain our spark of joy? Yeah. So I didn't want to steal Kathy's spark of joy, but I guess I just did. We can totally steal it because we we gave her credit and everybody knows Kathy is amazing with words. So we're like, hey, Kathy, we took your words. Yeah. I do always talk about looking for the joy in dogs' faces when we train them, always. Mm -hmm. And um, okay, so humans, I think we're so lucky if we are dog trainers or veterinarians because, or veterinary staff, because basically I think learning and teaching is huge for us. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's just a very important part about keeping our brains active and us joyful. We get to connect socially. We get to spread the whatever little bit of knowledge we might have. And it's a little bit compared to everything out there. Yeah. And, but you know, I, I think that is is like something we're lucky that we get to continue doing. And as long as we can do it, that is a beautiful thing. That sparks joy for me. Teach, teaching and learning things both spark joy for me. I think uh, one thing, being outside, my, my two things I love are stand-up paddleboard and hiking. And those bring me great joys, but so do my daily walks with my 14 and a half year old dog outside. I just want to be outside. Mm -hmm. So being outside. So, so my fitness is different. I'm just going to say that, that I think strengthening our dogs and strengthening ourselves is very different from taking long walks or doing some sports outside. Okay. I think they're very different because when we are out for a long walk, we are not, we might be doing something that's, you know, healthy, it's totally healthy for our brains and for our bodies, but it's really not a big strengthening exercise. And Mm -hmm. so I I do think that that's a separate thing and that that's important as well, especially for the dogs, but for us too. So joy, what else brings joy? For me, cooking and eating bring joy. (laughs) So I'm sure that does the same for a lot of people. (laughs) So it falls under that nutrition, fitness and health. Teaching and learning is keeping the brain active. I mean, it all is, it kind of, I mean, I don't know if you know Ken Ramirez. He's got these four cornerstones of animal care, these four foundations. And they are, just so I don't forget them, but they are nutrition and food for the animals, right? Mm -hmm. We're animals. So I think the best we can eat, the more we can build on that foundation, the better. 
meaning you know high quality food and healthy food and feeding our bodies in terms of what feels good to our bodies versus just maybe what we want healthcare being able to get good healthcare is so important and the environment like i said being able to go outside being able to do the things you love to do and then the teaching and learning are on the animal side you know, behavior man- management and teaching and learning with our dogs, right? Mm-hmm. So I think, you know, he hit the nail on the head for people and dogs, yeah. all animals, right? I think so. And I think one of the challenges I see with some people in terms of aging is that they aren't getting the learning that they crave. Mm-hmm. And so they go for the easy fix, which is Netflix or something, you know, that's pleasant and enjoyable, but it's not challenging your brain. And if Mm -hmm. we look at our lives, so many of our milestones occur in the earlier period of our lives, which were periods of growth and learning. Mm -hmm. And then if we don't continue to seek that out, then it's the same. And when we start sleeping more, (laughs) it's the old dog theory. Oh, look, she's sleeping more. So do you see that too? I do see that. I sleep less with age, interestingly enough, which I don't appreciate. I would like to sleep a full eight hours a night, but I don't get it. So I definitely see that. I think learning is harder the older you get. And it's harder because we're not doing it as intensely as we, you know, we're raised going to school. We're learning, learning, learning. We've got our learning muscles going. Mm-hmm. We go to a university. We've got our learning muscles working. We work at a, you I worked at a university for 25 years. So uh, it was very important that, you know, that environment is all about learning and, and teaching. And then you know, now I have a choice. I can not learn or I can keep learning. And so for me, the most fun I can have is watching webinars. And I mean, I don't, I don't have Netflix and don't have cable TV. So we download, my husband and I download things and watch them together. And sometimes they're documentaries and sometimes they're not. I go down to my local library and get books and I like to read people's papers. And, you know, so the minute I quit learning is the minute I'm going to probably be able to sleep better. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm teasing. I think that's hormonal. Um, (laughs) With a, it's an aging thing, but I don't know, you know, I think learning is so important. There's just so much to learn. Last night or yesterday, I discovered a video that showed a, a, a possum carrying a bunch of leaves under its tail down a trail and never seen anything like it. Yeah. Who knew? You know, so there's so much, so many wonderful things to learn on this planet. We need to keep doing that, you know? Yes. So what advice would you have for a person who's sort of feeling tremendous stress in her present circumstances? She's doing all the things, you know, she's managing work and life and home and all the things. And she feels like she can't really look farther ahead than the next few weeks, but you would like her to age well. (laughs) Okay. So I'm that person. I mean, I have gone through many periods where I, I mean, I really did get burned out uh, at the beginning of the summer. I had left the university a couple years before and went totally into this field. And I just said yes to too many things. So Mm -hmm. there is a point where 
you really do need to learn your boundaries, make time for yourself. And there is payoff in doing that. And nothing's going to go away. (laughs) It is such a lovely feeling to be able to take a day off or several days off and go hiking in the mountains. And it's so replenishing. Mm -hmm. And so I guess my advice is just don't worry. Nothing's going to go away because you take a day or two off a week. Now, I don't do that really well but I'm, I'm working on it. And I'm not stressed these days ever since I got burned out and, and and took a nice long vacation and then came back. I'm trying to be very careful about not over committing. And that's my advice to try that and do that as well as you can so that you can, I mean, plan right in your calendar plan for days off and come up with things that make you happy, um, that give you joy, right? Yeah. In in the Unleash Resilience community, we had a session today and we were talking about things that fill you up and we were making lists of things you can do in 15 minutes and things that take about an hour and things that take more than that. Mm-hmm. And it was really interesting. And one woman said she was going to put in her phone, take a break, like 15 minute chunks three times in her day. And she said, because I know I won't do it every time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but but if the alarm goes off and I think like, oh, oh, I could take a break. I could stop and, and read an article that I've been meaning to read mm-hmm. or sit down and eat instead mm-hmm. of eating on the run. Or, yeah. Um, and it, it does matter. It makes us feel more yeah. centered and grounded and awake and aware and alive and connected to what we're doing. Yeah, I um, I get up every morning and I, I teach online classes. So right now I'm teaching a class. I get up and I clear my homework forums and I then go downstairs and well, I have my coffee and you know bite to eat. And then I go downstairs and get out a fitness app and I do fitness. It's either leg day or arm day. So I do a, about 30 somewhere between 20 and 40 minutes of uh, strengthening exercise. Mm-hmm. And then I probably go have another snack. And then I take my dog for an hour to an hour and a half walk. And, and then I come back and then I go to a project. So, you know, I make sure that there's time in every day that I'm home for myself and for myself and my dog. Oh, and then tonight I'm going out with my husband. So he gets a, a part as well. It's awesome. <laughs> so let's zoom out on that for a second and say you have this, this routine in which you, you know, take care of the forum and then you take care of your body and then you take a nice long walk with your dog and then you dive into a project. How mm-hmm. does that benefit you? Oh, my body feels so much better. My brain feels so much better. I don't have to, there's nothing in the background going, you know, my body hurts or my, my dog is, I probably really should walk my dog. You know, none of those nagging second voices are, are happening. Yeah. <laughs> it's more of like, I'm relaxed and I can talk with you. And after I talk with you, I'll clear my forms for a second time today. And then, you know, I will, I have a couple little projects. I have a couple big projects. <laughs> that I'm working on and I'll, you know, work on those for a while. And then I'll go out to dinner with my husband. I mean, it just, I don't know. It's just a nicer feeling. It is. Um, 
Yeah, it's and it really is a nicer feeling in my body because the times that I have not exercised regularly, I do not feel well in my body. So for me, movement is really important. Yes, it is really important. And it's one of the first things that we get rid of when we're too busy. That's correct. Yeah. (laughs) And then tonight, uh, nighttime, when I come upstairs to get ready to take a shower and then go to bed, take a shower at night. That's my cue for doing my dog's second set of exercises at night. So we do a, a round of exercises at night. <laughs> so, you know, I sort of have my whole, it's not a like it has to occur at a certain time or anything, but it, there's a certain order that things yeah. occur in. And, and I, you know, I don't miss my nightly exercises with my dog and I don't miss her daily walk. So, and if mm-hmm. I do need to miss her walk, my husband does her walk, but that doesn't happen very often. That sounds great. And then when you when you talked before about being burned out at the beginning of summer, and now you're saying things like, I'm working on some big projects, but I feel relaxed. I don't feel stressed. Mm-hmm. I feel like I can focus. Yeah. I think that's really powerful, but also easy to say, well, how nice for you. I'm glad that yeah. works for you. I, I yeah. can't do that. I, I can't do that. <laughs> so what advice would you have for somebody who's who's wrestling with that, like, I believe that's true for you, but I, I can't carve out time to take care of my brain and body needs. Well, I mean, the thing is, if you don't take care of your brain and body needs, it's going to be, it's going to take you, I think it would take me twice as long to do the project. I mean, that's just my opinion. It's my reality. That's, that's true over here. I have good intentions and no actual results if I don't take care of that. Oh, really? Yeah. I, yeah. I like spinning in circles, but you know, locking myself to my desk. I will stay until it's done. No, yeah. it's not getting done. It would be better just to get up and go to the walk or whatever. Yeah. It's funny. It, it really, I mean, it really seems to be that way. Now I, when I, before I got burned out, I was trying to do a million things at once and I was getting them done. So the important thing during those stressful periods is to have your priorities. Now, for mm-hmm. me, priority has to be taking care of my body. That is a mm-hmm. priority. So if I do it 15 minutes a day or 30 minutes a day instead of an hour and a half a day, so be it. You know, I mean, I can shrink the time, but I still have to move. I still have to stretch and move and do some uh, work, you know, work on fitness work on myself. And my husband, on the other hand, does about two hours more a day than I do of fitness. Wow. He walks to the gym. It's like a 45 minute or an hour walk and he works out at the gym. This is after his five mile run, you know, I mean, wow. Yeah. He's like, he makes me feel like a real slacker. And you're making me feel like a slacker with your stand up <laughs> paddle boarding and our hour and a half walk. <laughs> well, no, I don't mean to be doing that. But and I haven't paddle boarded since the weather changed. But I haven't hiked either, so I haven't done either one in a, in a while. But those are what I love to do, and so I mm-hmm. look forward to spring. <laughs> I probably won't do much of either of those other than walking in, until spring. But. Yeah. I'm just saying I'm a slacker compared to him. So we can always, you know, compare ourselves to others, but what's important is, you know, how we feel and, and that we do enough to satisfy our own needs. And, and on those during those times when there is extra stress, 
for example, traveling. And if you travel back to back, it's, it really messes with your everything, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is another thing that's important for animals and for us is kind of stru- structure and consistency. But I find traveling really messes with my, my program. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when I do travel, I don't exercise. I just don't. I do not exercise in the room. I don't go for, you know, long enough walks. I just don't do it. I'm there to work and my head is in the work. Yeah. And it's very interesting how that happens. So I come back and I, my body hurts and I, you know, I just don't feel as good as I did, you know, when I left. And so it'd be nice if I could figure out how to take that on the road, I think. What do you think would support you in doing that? You know, maybe writing down 10 exercises that I could do in a hotel room when I get up in the morning and making sure I got up and did them rather than reviewing slides or, you know, whatever it is I'm doing in the morning Mm -hmm. (laughs) in a hotel room, which is really usually, you know, reviewing what I'm getting ready to do for the day. So Yeah. I know. And you always think that there will be time, but the things start early and you wind up cramming so much into the morning. At least I do. Of course, you meet people for coffee, you, you know, I mean, especially if it's a conference, I mean, I feel like a conference, you know, even though I might, I'm only speaking a clicker expo, I think I had about six hours of talks. Well, that, that there was a lot more time than six hours, but I was busy the entire time. So Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah, wore me out. (laughs) (laughs) They wear me out too. So what do you consider to be the best investment in terms of time, energy, or habits for aging well? Well, what I've already said really, which is the teaching, learning, and the fitness and making that as habit, right? So if you're not teaching, if you're in a period of not teaching so much, then learning things. But I mean, I don't have trouble with pushing myself to learn because there's so much to learn and there's so little we can ever know compared to what there is to learn that there's so many things that, you know, I could go this way and that way. And I mean, I just think that those become habits because they're what make you happy. They're what give you joy. And habit is such an important part of life. That so mm-hmm. much of what we do, like you said, you never miss your dog's evening exercises. And part of the reason you never miss them is they're important. But part of it is that when you go upstairs at night, that's like an environmental cue for, oh, now it's time. Absolutely. And it's just habit. It's just like I'm not yeah. even thinking about it. So yeah. building practices that, that people find individually supportive. And that's mm-hmm. something that a lot of my coaching clients struggle with because they have adopted someone else's advice. You know, so, mm-hmm. so they say, well, I heard that Lori Stevens gets up and she checks her form and then she goes and exercises and then she goes for a long walk. So that's what I'm going to do. And then it falls apart and then they beat themselves sure. up. Sure. Yeah. That just doesn't work. And like, well, yeah, that works for one person, but it right. doesn't work for Absolutely. you. Absolutely. Yeah. We've always got to find the, that magic sweet spot of what is right for each individual. And it's not always that easy. It requires yeah. a little and experimentation. <laughs> I know. And some people don't value, it's not important to them to move. And, and mm-hmm. uh, I mean, I don't even feel that physically fit, but I feel fit enough to feel pretty good. Right. And, you know, I could do a lot more, <laughs> but for some people that's not important. Okay. I would say that will not be okay as you age. Right. 
that that as we age, it becomes more and more important. Just read the New York Times. <laughs> you know, there's plenty of articles in there about the importance of, of working our brains and working our bodies as we age. So, you know, maybe there's something you can, somebody can find, not you, but, you know, we can find that I have thought about going back to dance. You know, I grew up dancing and I started dancing when I was three, oddly enough. And I was in a university dance company. I mean, I, I, I've, where I perform, you know, I love dance. And I've thought about, you know, my husband's just not, he doesn't want to take dance. And so, but there are local dances here where, that I could go to. And I've really been toying with it recently. Like that, that would bring me some extra joy too. Yeah. So I might do that eventually. Yeah. That sounds Even fun. Soon. I know, doesn't it? Yeah. So, so maybe someone who doesn't want to do any sort of fitness work or yoga or Pilates or whatever, you know, they do, maybe they would find some joy in taking a dance class or Mm -hmm. something like that. Yeah. I I do think you have to look for the things that are going to work for, for your temperament and your body. My, my mother and my brother are people who are supercharged by going to the gym and doing all the things. Yeah. And they like, oh, I feel so much better. And <laughs> I had fibromyalgia for many years. And one of my sisters has some serious health issues. Yeah. And we're the people who are like, I made myself go for a walk. And I did not yeah. feel so much better. <laughs> but yeah. now, fortunately, I've been able to turn it around in my body where there yes. are exercises that I really do look forward to, enjoy, and feel better after. But for a long time, exercise did not leave me with that result. I totally understand that. Yeah. And and so can I tie this back to aging dogs for a second? Mm-hmm. So I understand there's a lot of things like fibromyalgia that that are very challenging. And so and there's so many other things that are very challenging. But I, I do want to just hit on one thing that is challenging in the aging dogs. Almost all aging dogs, you know, from middle life on many much younger have arthritis. And I just want to stress that they can look in pain and they can look pretty gimpy. But when you start developing the muscles around those joints that are arthritic, what you start seeing is is dogs that no longer look gimpy and that are excited to move. And so with some things like arthritis, or at least most of the arthritis I see in the aging dogs, you know, it's amazing how something like fitness can turn them around, Mm -hmm. turn that around. Yeah. And I'm not saying my 14 and a half year old takes, you know, meds every day for arth- for arthritis, but also her muscles help support her mm-hmm. well. So anyway, I just wanted to add that in. Valid and valuable point. So what's one thing that you wish you'd paid more attention to 10 years ago in relation to aging well? 10 years ago, that was a long time ago. <laughs> Like if current you could tell 10 years ago, you, hey, do this instead. Well, I think 10 years ago, I was way more fit than I am now. So I guess I, okay, I got one. I think 10 years ago, I would have just tried to negotiate for less stress over those 10 years. So to have more time, I've always taken vacations. I've always gone and had fun. You know, even when I go speak places, I try and go speak places I want to visit. I have fun around, you know, after I have taught or 
you know, given a talk. So anyway, I would just say I would have orchestrated less stress, more time. I think that's probably a good place to wrap our conversation about aging. So if people wanted to learn more about you and the work you do, how could they do that? I have a website that I try and keep somewhat up to date, and it is called Seattle ttouch.com, two T's in touch, two T's in Seattle. So seattleteatouch.com. I teach classes at Finzi Dog Sports Academy, and I teach classes on aging, on doing body work, massage with your dog, and uh, canine fitness. So I teach those topics. I have a new class coming in April on Fitness Foundations. Let's see, the Nordic Animal Behavior Conference in June. I'll be speaking there. You know, there's some events happening that you can find on my website, I think, or, oh, Facebook. I'm on Facebook and I'm also on Instagram. So I can give you those links. Great. We will link to everything in the show notes and people can follow you all over the place on all the things. (laughs) Sounds great, Colleen. It was lovely talking to you. Thank you so much. Thanks so much for coming on Unleashed. I'm so happy you were here. Thanks. Before you go, Did you know that I offer free coaching? Yep, you can get a coaching session absolutely free. Coaching is a great way to help you meet your personal goals. But the only way to know if you'll like it is to give it a try. So head on over to ColleenPilar.com to sign up for your free session. I'm really looking forward to talking to you. 